Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello there. My name is Jessica and this is the Sunshine Girl podcast. Now on this podcast, we deal with everything life and living it, personal development, relationship issues, and so much more. And so I'm hoping that you sit back and enjoy. A lot of this content has been repurposed from my YouTube channel. That's the Jessica OS channel. And it's uh, repackaged and brought to you right here on your favorite podcast platform. And so sit back, relax, and enjoy. So you've messed up the no contact rule. Do this to recover. The no contact rule is the most popular post-breakup strategy, yet despite its popularity and effectiveness, about 80% of people break the no contact rule on their first attempt. Today, I'll take you through everything you need to know about messing up the no contact rule, such as why it happens, six mistakes to avoid, and what you should do when you mess up. Let's begin. Let's start from the top and define the no contact rule for those of you who may not be familiar. The no contact rule is a period of time where you ignore your ex on purpose. In principle, the process is extremely simple, but in practice, it requires a great deal of willpower and self-control to see it through. This means no drunk texting, calling, or stalking your ex on social media. And when used correctly, it can help ease the pain of a breakup and be a positive tool for salvaging your self-esteem and to rebuild your own life so that you can outgrow grow your ex. By doing this, the no contact rule can have the added benefit of making your ex miss you. It can also be used to facilitate a reunion with your former partner, although this should not be the primary focus. When people enter the no contact rule with the intent of working on themselves and rebuilding their life without their ex, they're often happier in the long run and have better chances of having their ex miss them. There are three types of no contact I'd like you guys to be wary of. Indefinite. The indefinite no contact rule is used when you want to get over your ex. It involves staying in no contact forever, essentially ghosting or cutting your ex out of your life, right? There's the limited. The limited no contact rule exists when there are unavoidable situations that force you to interact with your ex on the same level, such as maybe you guys have kids together, you're working in the same office, etc. And then of course there's the general. The general no contact rule is relevant to about maybe 90% of the population, where there are no special circumstances forcing interactions between you and your ex. In this video, I'd like us to focus on the general aspect, okay? So what does messing up actually look like when you think about it? Messing up a no contact rule basically means breaking it before the desired time period has completed. For example, if you decided on a 30 day no contact rule, you must ignore your ex for 30 full days. If you speak to them at any point before the 30 day mark, you've broken the rule. There are lots of different ways people break the no contact rule and these include, one, you break it by responding to an ex when you feel bad, you know? This usually happens when your ex reaches out and guilt trips you for not responding to them so you feel like you owe them an answer. Number two, you show up at their house or work to get their attention. Now this happens because maybe you've grown so used to spending time with your ex and seeing them that when the breakup breaks the pardon 
all you want to do is see them again and somehow return to your routine. It's definitely a creepy thing to do, but certainly not as bad as the next one. Number three, you put yourself in a position where you accidentally run into them. Now this usually happens with the people who are internally negotiating the no contact rule. Their mind knows a no contact rule is a necessary step, but their heart yearns to see their ex. So they somehow make it happen. So why do many people fail the no contact rule? A few reasons I have here. One, they feel bad about ignoring their ex. Sometimes people implementing the no contact rule will feel like it's some form of manipulation and they would want to avoid hurting their ex. Number two, their ex pulls the guilt trip on them, you know, reaches out to them with some absurd messages meant to guilt trip them like, oh, you're being super childish and immature. I can't believe you do this to me. Really? You're not picking my calls, stuff like that. The point of these messages is to make you feel bad for upsetting them. So you immediately break the no contact rule to calm them down. Three, they get worried that their ex will forget them. And understandably so. I mean, they worry that their ex will find someone else during the no contact rule if they're out of sight and out of mind. I suppose this is maybe one of the most valid reasons out there, but here's what I have to say about this. One of the main reasons your ex broke up with you was so that they could explore their options as they believe they could do better than you. Regardless of how you handle the breakup, your ex will be looking for someone else to replace you. So the no contact rule doesn't actually affect this. Question, is it bad to mess up the no contact rule? I actually believe so. I truly believe it is because every single time you have to restart a no contact period after you mess it up, it loses a little bit of effectiveness. I mean, that's not to say it can't be extremely effective. It just becomes less effective over time. Now to make this more inclusive, let me use the opportunity to highlight people who are successful with staying away for a period, but however, go on to make one of the following mistakes. Mistake number one is panicking. It's day 31, you wake up feeling totally elated. You've done it, you've managed to go a whole 30 days without contacting your former partner. Now you start staring at your phone, wondering when your ex is gonna text or call. After all, you've waited patiently, right? You deserve this. Then when the phone call doesn't come, you start to panic. What went wrong? Has your ex found someone else? Do they think that you found someone else? Should you contact them instead? Whatever you do at this point, don't start drunk calling or texting your ex. If you are in an emotional and highly charged state of mind, then contacting your ex should not be your agenda since experiencing rejection will have an adverse effect on your recovery. You must remember that you took this journey to help you recover from your breakup. It was an exercise in damage limitation, a journey of self-healing and self-improvement, not a means of reconciling with your ex necessarily. Ideally, at this point, you should be looking forward and not dwelling on the past. You should be so busy that you hardly ever have time to think about your old relationship. You need to be totally honest with yourself. If you're anxiously waiting for that call, then you need to consider embarking on another 30 days of no contact. Mistake number two, putting your life on hold. The 30 days of no contact are designed to help you to get back on track. You've had 30 days to create a new normal, establish a new healthy routine for yourself. Instead of thinking of those 30 days as an interruption of your life, you need to view them as an opportunity to remember what your life looks and feels like without that person. Don't get confused and start to think that the period of no contact is an interruption of your life, right? When it's actually the opposite. Mistake number three, thinking there are no more rules upon finishing the first period of no contact. 
So people suddenly think that they can forget about the rules that they've been sticking to. A bit like dieting for 30 days, you know, successfully losing 10, 15, 20 pounds and then starting to binge eat the following day. I mean, what do you think will happen? Will you maintain your weight loss? I doubt it very much. You'll end up exactly where you started and possibly even a bit heavier. The same is true for no contact. Just like yo-yo dieting, you'll end up in a far worse place, emotionally speaking, if you drop the new habits that you've been forming for the last 30 days. Mistake number four, demanding answers. So it's human nature to want closure. Typically, you want to know why did it happen? Did you do anything wrong? Was anyone involved? Have they been dating since you broke up? Stuff like that. Nonetheless, one of the biggest mistakes that you can, especially in the early stages, make is to demand explanations about the whys and, you know, hows of the breakdown of your relationship. Now's not the time to start interrogating your ex about why they left you. If you start coming across as clingy, desperate, demanding, they're going to shut shop. Indeed, if you keep in mind that your ex doesn't owe you closure, You'll be able to come to terms with it quickly and it'll help you move on. Not moving on because you haven't received proper closure from your ex is like being released from jail, but still wearing handcuffs. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Mistake five, having a rebound relationship. Rebound relationships are never a good idea. You may believe that you're showing your ex that you have moved on, but in reality, you're simply exhibiting signs of desperation and insecurity. You're demonstrating that you're not strong enough to survive on your own and that you need someone to cling on to. Initially, being in another relationship may boost your self-esteem. However, this is likely to be short-lived. When such a short period of time has passed, following your breakup, it's more likely that you'll constantly be comparing your new date to the perfect illusion that you carry of your ex. Rather than admire the qualities that the new person has, you'll be focusing on what they don't have. Not only will this make you feel sad and disappointed, but it's unfair on the individual that you're dating. You need to give yourself time to work through your pain and open your heart to the possibility of finding love again. Substituting your ex for someone you consider a second best will never work. And finally, mistake number six is becoming friends. Remaining friends with your ex may seem like a step in the right direction. However, if you still have feelings for them, then it's probably best avoided. Do you really want to become their confidant and hear all about their latest conquests and relationships? Furthermore, being labeled as a friend means that you're highly unlikely to ever become anything more than that. A different type of friends also exists, and I'm talking about friends with benefits. Now, whatever you do, please don't go there. Men and women generally perceive sexual intimacy differently. For men, it can be a mere physical act, right? Um, undertaken without any emotional attachment. For most women, being intimate triggers emotional feelings. The two goals are simply not compatible. It makes a fine fantasy, but trying to be friends with your ex after a breakup rarely works. Let me answer the question. So how do you recover if you mess up the no contact rule? Indeed, this is the easiest thing to answer. You start the no contact rule over again. It doesn't matter if you broke the no contact on day seven or day 30. You must start over each time because you're clearly missing the whole point of the no contact rule. 
if you're indisciplined enough to break a no contact rule when it's almost over, it's clear that you haven't emotionally outgrown your ex. Remember, the main point of a no contact rule is to get to a place emotionally where you outgrow your ex and no longer obsess over them, right? As already stressed, going into a no contact with intent of emotionally outgrowing your ex is much more powerful than trying to harm your ex or make them miss you. The whole idea is that a successful no contact rule will leave you thinking that it's cool if your ex comes back, but if they don't, you still become a better person without them. Think about that. I'll wrap up this video now. Listen, almost everyone who attempts no contact rule fails at some point. So don't beat yourself up if you find yourself in this situation. Just start the process all over again and grow the tenacity to see it through the next time around. I wish you the best of luck. I know it's not easy, but it's totally possible. Thank you so much for listening to the Sunshine Girl podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you share it with someone else who will find this information beneficial. I hope the conversations were great as well. And if they were, make sure you tune in again and subscribe to the channel, turn on notifications. So whenever I post a podcast, you're able to listen in and share once again. If you'd like to support this podcast, you absolutely can. You can become a supporter of this channel. Just search for it right here on this platform, or you can find me on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Jessica OS. I would absolutely love all the support that I can get. Thank you so much for watching and listening. I'll see you again soon.